Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And this show is presented by Mercury Mile. Mercury Mile is fusing fashion and function for runners of all abilities and newsflash. Update, spring is here. So you need to get your new running gear, get your spring stuff in order, freshen up your outfits, and go to Mercury Mile to do it. Why is that? First of all, convenience. They send out the gear right to you. You just go online to mercurymile.com, enter your sizes and preferences. They'll send you out a box of curated running goodies, about 12 items. You keep what you love. You send back what you don't. You can just stay home and do it. You just take the stuff you don't like, put it back in the pouch, put it in the mailbox, and you're done. All the stuff is high-end quality gear at low prices in all of my best running gear. Shoot, basically all of my running gear now, except for race t-shirts, are all Mercury Mile stuff. And I love it. That's for sure. So head over to mercurymile.com. Use Rambling Runner 10 at checkout to save $10 on the $20 stylus fee. So this is Funny Stories, Funny Running Stories, Episode 3, the third installment. Thank you to everybody who submitted a story. First of all, shoot, we got like three dozen stories. So we whittled it down. We're taking the top six or seven, but we got a bunch of funny ones. That's for sure. So first of all, thank you to everybody who sent them in. My co-host on this episode is Colleen Quigley. So one of the best track athletes in the world. I'm so excited to have her on the show Breaking down these funny stories. Colleen is a Nike-sponsored athlete with the Barrowman Track Club. She is an elite runner. But we're not talking about that today, man. We're talking about funny running stories. So I was so excited to have her on. So we basically went through all the uh, the stories together, chose the best ones, and here they are. So thank you so much for joining me, and I hope you like what you hear. Hello, Colleen, and welcome to the Rambling Runner podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> I am so delighted that you agreed to do this. I'm so pumped up. We went through <laughs> all the stories already. They were all good. Yes, Big thank so you. So many good ones. Big thank you to everyone who, who sent these in. A lot, a lot of them were like, definitely like giggle funny, like had me definitely <laughs> laughing when I was reading some of them at work, not going to lie. <laughs> but they were, so, I mean, we had so many of these suckers. Yeah, there was there was a lot of good ones in there, a lot of relatable stories and some very unrelatable stories as well. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of poop stories. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, so if you're it's driving, a common theme in runners, common theme couldn't get couldn't get all of those in here. Uh, we are going to save those for the end. Um, and so if you do have the little ones with you, I would say this is probably one where you don't want to listen to this one with kids in the car or whatever, just because mm-hmm. it might be a little explicit um, mm-hmm. in parts. All, all not, nothing, love, nothing mean spirited. Kids love talking about poop. Yeah, nothing mean spirited. But you know, just fair warning. If you're listening to this while you're cooking dinner you know, might want to put on the headphones. So Mm -hmm. before we get into it, I do need to ask you, Colleen, how how are the, how are the legs feeling? Legs are feeling good. I know. I I had Chris Chavez on the other day and I'm like, all right, I gotta, I gotta use this line, but, um, legs are feeling good except for my Achilles. Everything except for my Achilles is feeling good. So so what's going on with that? (laughs) Um, I didn't really know. I've never had Achilles problems before, but, um, almost four weeks ago now popped up after a long workout on the track with the babes. Uh, apparently my sheath, the sheath around the Achilles has this inflammation fluid in it and it's very tricky to get rid of. So I am trying, but I haven't had a ton of success doing so lately. So uh, it's a little back and forth, but, um, yeah. So luckily I have some time. Outdoor season is late this year with, with Doha world champs in Doha being end of September. So I have some time to get my ish together, but um, that's where I'm at. There you go. So you're basically doing like the reverse Gwen Jorgensen. You're like starting (laughs) off as a runner. You're like, you know, I'm going to give this triathlon (laughs) thing a a try. You know, I'm going to hop in the pool, see what I got going on here. Some days I literally feel like a triathlete except for like a baby version, but um yeah it's been great the the lifeguards at nike are awesome the pool i swim at is that the nike headquarters lifeguards are so nice they 
um, oftentimes write me workouts on these like big whiteboards and then, you know, put a whiteboard in front of my lane with a workout on it. Um, so I can kind of not, not get too bored and, and get a better workout out of it with someone else is telling me what to do. So that's been really nice. Also side note, why do they need lifeguards at the Nike <laughs> pool? Can't, can't, can we just assume that everyone's a good enough athlete <laughs> to stay afloat? Well, anything could happen. Accidents happen. Sometimes I do like hypoxic swimming where you um, breathe every three, five, seven, nine, et cetera, strokes until failure. And on those days, I'm like, hey, hey, I'm in lane three. Keep your eyes on me. You never know. Like, it's, you know, things happen. Accidents happen. So, Uh, but they're all super nice and very supportive. And they give me tips on my form and, you know, they're cheering for me. They know, they know who I really am is not, you know, not a swimmer. So they, I think they feel for me. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, you're you're coming off a huge win, which is always nice. And then we're all excited to see you back doing what you're what you're supposed to be doing you know like you yeah you you can do the care goucher thing right you can you can do that when you're 40 Mm -hmm. right you can like all right i'm done running i'm gonna start doing something new but not not quite yet yet. not quite not yet not yet (laughs) all right so let's dive into these so we're gonna read we have some of these that we're gonna read uh and we have a Mm -hmm. couple audio clips that we're gonna that we're gonna play as well so first one is from kate romanchek kate is a distance runner on the yukon women's track and field team kate Thank you for throwing this one in there. All right. So here we go. My funny story happened during my sophomore year of high school. At a cross-country meet in Wilton, Connecticut, there were a lot of bees in the woods and fields on the course. After a mile, I was feeling pretty good and was on pace for a good run. Then right after the mile mark, I turned a corner, took a deep breath in through my nose, and for a split second, for a split second, saw a bee fly right by my face. Next thing I know, I snorted the bee up my nose. Instinctively, I slapped myself in the face and shot the bee out of my nose, but it already stung me. I'm freaking out. The bee stung me inside of my nose. I had never been stung by a bee before. And to this day, the only time I, this was the only time I've ever been stung. During the race, I was hyperventilating and my nose bled, my nose, my nosebleed hurt because obviously I was stung by a bee inside of my nose. Nothing should ever be up there, let alone a B. I finished the race in, not, in a not-so-good time. My coach comes up to me kind of mad, yelling, what happened? And I'm just standing there crying, going, a B in my nose, in my nose. Probably looked like a crazy person because I, just vi- cause, cause I was just violated in that race by a B. And we all laughed hours later. But in the moment, I swear I saw my life <laughs> flash before my eyes. <laughs> Oh, Kate, I feel for you there. Poor Kate. I mean, so do we have to assume probably probably a three mile race, right? High school cross country, probably five k. Yeah. So going two two extra miles, bleeding nose with a bee sting. The first thing that popped out here was the I slapped myself in the face in the face with the bee in there. That I'm sure that was probably like, an instinctive move, but oh man, that took that took that takes balls like slapping your yeah. face with the with the bee already in there. I know. The first thing I thought of when I read the story was um, I thought about Courtney Frerix, my teammate, because a similar thing happened to her, except for she swallowed or like it went in the back of her throat and um, stung her on the tonsils Ooh. inside of her throat and the tonsils. And we're because we were on a run. We were just on a run. Luckily, not a race um, situation, just a run. But it's scary because you're out there. You know, we were a couple of miles from home or from like where we started. We're out on a trail. And so if you're really, really allergic to bees, you know, that could be really dangerous. Um, and so luckily, some like nice person walking by gave her um, some water that they had because we didn't have anything. We were, you know, we weren't running with a phone or anything. They gave her some water and she ended up like throwing up with a BB. Oh god. <laughs> and then um then she was able to finally calm down and we like finished the run. <laughs> and finished the run. Yeah, but she was super it was like sore, it was like super swollen and like it was sore for a while after that. Um but luckily she's not like you know, hyper allergic to bees or else it could have been really bad. Right, because this cause you gotta think with Kate here. This is the first time she yeah. was ever stung by a bee. Yeah. So you got to be like, I know I'd be thinking like, she didn't oh, know if no. going to be, have a really bad reaction. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. When I was, th- when I was envisioning this the first couple of times I read it, 
I was thinking of Will Smith and Hitch, where his oh. face like completely blows up. And then he goes yes. like shoots over to like. And then he's like sipping on the. the <laughs> yes. He like goes like, Benadryl. Yeah, he gets like, the Benadryl the from like Rite Aid or whatever, and he's like like side sipping yeah. it. And he's like, no, I'm yeah, fine, yeah. I'm fine, I'm fine. I feel good. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was almost like he was like in um in the Nutty Professor. He was like one of the clumps. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you survived, Kate. My goodness. I know, right? And then kept on going. This is sophomore year of high school, so now she's a, a yeah. D one runner. Kicking butt. Yeah, I got sophomore year of high school. Yeah, I mean that's young. It's young. I, I would have reconsidered. I may have reconsidered yeah. the, the the sports. You know, the, you know, the sport I was. She choosing. finished the race too. She finished. She was like, I'm just gonna tough it out. Yeah. See, I would have loved to see. I know this is probably not something she'd have on her, especially for a cross country race. I would love to see like the Strava splits after the fact. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the heart rate. And in the heart rate. In the heart rate. Like, how come you were so anaerobic in that second mile? You're like, I got a freaking bee sting in my nose, dude. Like, what do you expect? I couldn't even breathe. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I know. Aww. I think last thing here is that I loved, like, she was probably feeling super good when she yeah. got stung. Because the fact that she was even nose breathing a mile oh, into right? a 5K, like, she was probably oh cruising. So funny. Some people just do that, though. My teammate, Marielle Hall nose breather all the time workouts we're training at seven thousand feet of altitude she's freaking breathing in and out of her nose that must be so intimidating to like look over it's, and see that it pisses me off because i'm just like what the heck how are you breathing out like i'm gasping for air like trying to suck in as much air as possible <laughs> she's like breathing out of her nose i know uh, I, I i think i had someone tell me that one but time she can't help herself so maybe kate's the same way where it's just like that's just how she breathes I think I think that what we've learned from this story is that she's going to be on the Barman Track Club soon, because she just keeps getting compared to to, a lot to, of, to, to pro a runners. A lot of similarities. Not going to lie. There you not go. See, hey, see, recruits. The, the coaches are going to come out to UConn, Kate. You're yes. getting recruited again. Starting it up we again. We got twelve. We're twelve and growing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So we're going to get into uh, a mutual friend of ours, Carrie Tollison, sent in a story. Um, and she, you know, being the audio pro that she is, she actually yes. recorded this and sent it our way. So we're going to listen to Carrie's story here. Hey, Matt. And hi, Colleen. This is Carrie. I have a number of funny stories, but I would have to say one of my most favorite running stories is when I was younger, getting ready for the state cross country meet, my dad and I. We're pulled over in the small town of Dawson, Minnesota. Um, it's a town of 1,600 people, and a cop actually came through the city. I think he was a state trooper, didn't know us, and pulled us over for running on one of our only roads to run on in town, right by the Dairy Queen where everyone would go and watch me run by on my loop um, and said we were running in the lane and almost gave my dad a ticket. The funny part is, is my dad was a city attorney and pretty much followed the rules. And we had run that loop for years and he had run it for, I don't know, 20 plus years. And we'd never been pulled over, much less had the cherries put on. We even had the lights put on us. So what we did to have a little bit of fun, not to be cocky, but uh, maybe rub it in a little bit. We sent him a note the week later after I won, I think it was my fourth straight cross country state championship and said, this was who you were, who you pulled over, not only the city attorney, but the best runner in the state. So had a little bit of fun with him. I think I got a congratulations letter back from him as well. Thanks, you guys. Have fun. Two of my favorite people. All right. So I love this story for so many reasons. The first of all, Carrie and your friend, this is the best funny, humble brag story I think we've ever gotten <laughs> on the Rambling Runner podcast. Just call her out. Just call her out. Like, oh, like, I love that. First of all, it's every runner's dream to be running so fast. Five-time state champion. And then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's that. That's very true. You're 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 right on that one, Colleen. I, I definitely picked that part out. Casual, casual. You know, yeah. Just the fact that she was a four-time state champion. I mean, it's not a brag if it's fact. I guess. Yeah. True. So, true, true, true. so I love that. I also, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking about how, like, whenever you pass, you know, like those speed trap mm -hmm. signs 
where it's like yes, your yeah, current speed, speed is yes i love that. you love those and then like you when you run past them the dream is to be like imagine if i was going faster than the speed limit it's like and this yes. is like that story manifested yes oh totally that's so funny or get it to say you know if you go too much over it says slow down <laughs> yes that would yeah. be the dream that would be the dream is to make it to get to the point where it says slow down and you're like no they need to put these suckers on like bike paths and instead of it being totally. slow down be like speed up good job <laughs> <laughs> you can do it finish strong <laughs> but yeah i love that story too i have to say i've never been pulled over uh by a cop <laughs> while running while running how about, how about how about while driving any pullover stories uh i have only gotten okay actually that's why i've gotten pulled over twice got a ticket neither time i've never gotten fun fact i've never gotten a ticket of any kind except for a parking ticket um there was one time where i was at altitude driving a rental car that actually wasn't even rented in my name and i was driving from flagstaff where we were staying down to phoenix where we're working out and i was going i was going like over 20 miles an hour over the speed limit down this highway that was just like you know, super, it was super big hill, like downhill. And I was just, you know, open. I was flying. And um, I think Shelby was in the car with me and we got pulled over by a lady cop. And I was like, gosh, darn it. Of course it's a lady cop. Like I'm screwed, but she turned out to be super, super nice. And I told her that I was just following the car in front of me, which was like kind of a like half truth. And she was like, I kind of thought that, um, and you know, I'd give her license in our rental car thing and she didn't say anything about being in the wrong name because it wasn't my name i was under 25 so i didn't rent the car and she didn't say anything about that she's like oh it's a rental car and then she just was like well just don't do it again i'm putting your name in the system if you get pulled over again while you're visiting you will get a ticket and i was like okay and she let me off and didn't get a ticket and didn't get pulled over again that trip so do you think there actually was a system or do you think that she was bluffing you I don't know. There probably was a system. I think they do have systems for stuff like that where it's like, oh, yeah, you've been let off on a warning you know, multiple times. Like, your warning is up. Yeah, that's a good point. I had this, I had this similar yeah. thing. I was driving to college my senior year and going way too fast and got pulled over mm-hmm. in Connecticut. And the cop came up and you know, I was like, what, what, are you, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm... I'm going to college. Yeah, I love... What is, what is this? Like... I love school. I love learning. So my, so my Carrie Tolleson, because that was also your Carrie voice. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I in this story? One voice. One, for one voice for everyone. All right. There's my voice and then other people. All, right, all right. Give me Robert De Niro. <laughs> I'm Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah so i got pulled over and, and i was like all right what am i gonna do I, I i definitely can't pay this and i definitely don't want to get in trouble right. so i'm like I said, i'm like still fairly young so like i'm kind of worried about yeah. the parents a little bit and i was like so i basically just threw that out there i'm like oh i'm driving to college i don't even know how to get there i'm following somebody and they were yes. going really fast and he's like yes, oh man i'm sorry excuse. like let me let me let me get you out of here and he totally bought it it was great so Oh my God, that's amazing! Yeah, so thank you. Just little white thank lies. you, Killingworth, Connecticut, police officer. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so no, I, I I love this. I also love the fact that this feels like something that would happen, like in the movie Pleasantville, where like there's yeah. nothing going on. So just such a small. T- I was gonna say that too. This is small town problems. Total small town <laughs> problems. Like, what are we gonna do? I know, I know. Yeah. You got to pull over some runners. Bored. That cop was bored AF. <laughs> <laughs> so what What exactly, what law do you think they were potentially breaking? I have no idea. I mean, unless she was like in the street or something, but it sounds like she was on the sidewalk. Yeah. I mean, running in the street, especially for someone who cares about their running or, you know, like not mm-hmm. getting hit by a car, especially when you're with your dad. Yeah. I assume that, I right, assume that right. dad here is yeah, probably under like your parental supervision. This wasn't like some like couple of hoodlum looking people like, yeah, a girl and her dad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine her like running down the double yellow line and dad being like, yeah, Carrie, you know what? You're good. Just stay there. Right. 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 <laughs> Yeah. So I love I love the thank you note at the end again, Carrie. Best humble brag I've heard in a while. So cute. Um, yes. Four time all four time four time state champion. 
in case you didn't hear it the first time. Yes. Carrie Tolleson. That's her. Her career highlight right there. Oh. High school state oh, champion. That's some her. serious shade, Colleen Quigley. Some serious shade. <laughs> no, no, I'm just being sarcastic <laughs> that like that was nothing compared to her <laughs> to her actual career accomplishments. That was just um no big deal. But I love how she she was bragging about like having won the high school state championship because it did mean something to her, even though in the grand scheme of things, it's like who cares? I love it. Yeah, because like, all right, bragging about the Olympics? No way, dude. <laughs> no, no. Minnesota. State champion. I got you. Right? <laughs> it does mean a lot, though. I mean, anyone in high school who might be listening to this or has kids in high school, like, that's a huge deal. I remember that being a massive deal for me, too. So There you go. I, I wish I had a story that I could relate to. You know, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, I remember that time I scored 10 points in that high school game. And I was like, see that? Yeah. <laughs> see that, cop? I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so we got uh let's see susan loken who also just like carrie um a very accomplished runner susan is a three-time otq qualifier in the marathon and four-time masters champion um so she is a very elite runner and also recent guest on the rambling runner podcast so susan thank you for sending this oh, in nice. so here we go so it's March 24th, 2009. All right. So put that in perspective. Not nine <laughs> days ago. <laughs> so, right. so it's nine days ago. And my 55-year-old self is proudly pounding the pavement in the elite field of the LA Marathon. There are 25,000 other participants, but there is no one else in sight. The streets of LA have been closed just for me. And I'm really kicking some butt all the while wearing a huge freaking smile. I may not be running OTQ times anymore, but I've got to admit I'm pretty darn fast for grandma. As I'm pacing along, oh, uh-oh, come back story. All right, as I'm pacing along, I keep thinking of my race strategy. Easier effort for the first 10, faster for the next 10, and finally channel my inner roadrunner for the final 10K. I keep bringing it to my mind because, frankly, something else strange happens to your mind as you get older. I forget where I was going with that. All right. Anyway, around mile 14, I noticed a van following me on the race course. Mind you, I'm still completely alone on the road. If the van is trying to be inconspicuous, they're failing quite terribly. But I'm a self-confident gal, glass half full kind of person. So I assume that the van is taking pictures of me. (laughs) I've got I've got the steady pace and strong effort. This is going to be the perfect shot for the upcoming piece on seasoned, quote unquote, runners. Twelve more miles of the same it's just me and the van i cross the finish line at exactly my goal time two hours and 55 minutes side note susan that's freaking awesome i can't believe 255 55 year old i don't care what age you are 255 is unbelievable all right back to the story i probably make my way over to the post-race elite area where the van driver comes up and begins gushing about how strong i looked and how he was uh, how he never lost confidence that I would finish strong. I was flattered and basked in the praise, feeling like an absolute rock star. Thank you, Mr. Van Driver. A few hours later, I'm eating lunch with my husband and a blaring siren ran off my head. Oh, my God. That was the elite sweep van. They were silently placing bets as to whether or not I would make it to the finish line. They weren't admiring my perfect running form after all. Oh, and did I mention I was the slowest and oldest in the elite field? Or that I ran 26.2 miles alone because the elite field started earlier than the main field and, beca- and I became sandwiched between the two stampedes. Yeah, I thought I forgot something. As I flushed with embarrassment, my husband just laughed. He had figured out exactly what was going on. And when I was talking to the van driver but didn't want to burst out, burst my naive little bubble of joy. Well, anyways, you can bet your best pair of running shoes that if I'm ever in that situation again, I will definitely be viewing any trailing vans through my favorite pair of rose colored glasses. Mm-hmm. Susan, I love oh, the positivity. Susan, still crushed it. Yeah. Still crushed it. I love the positivity that she was feeling. I got to be honest. I would have been like knowing how I felt in the marathons I've run. I would have been like trying to swat this sucker away like 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 a fly buzzing around my head well i've never run a marathon so i have no idea how that would feel but i'm surprised that and she is obviously a glass half full kind of gal but i'm surprised she didn't like see this van and wasn't like alarmed that it was 
like kind of creepy like van she's all alone in the road and like there's this van slowly following her and like no one else around and she was like oh they're probably taking pictures of me like what that sounds sketchy it does sound sketchy again susan susan is a very experienced marathoner so it's funny that like something like this would happen to her and still she wouldn't really have a had never seen anything like this before because of all people. She was unfazed. Yeah, she was just unfazed. Yeah. But it's funny that, like, I would think of anybody that she would be cognizant of what was going on because she's run right. so many. But, I mean, marathon brain is real, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's fair. And also, like, you're, you're especially once you get tired, you're kind of like, you know, tunnel vision. This, right. and it's like, also, just the idea of this whole thing, I think, is interesting because you also have, like, why even have like this elite sweet fan just like following her like i'm trying to picture like this like like the yeah like the like the thought behind it like oh you're almost running as fast as a normal person it's time to quit it's yeah. time, to, time to get out of here like she was obviously like holding her own she ran 255 you know what i mean it's right. just interesting that like right. they just kind of like hung around i think they just make sure right if like someone has a problem and they have to like stop that they're not just like randomly stopped without like they can't get anywhere if they don't make it to an aid station or whatever you know and they need they need to be taken taken back to the finish in a van that you know one's left behind i guess which makes sense yeah that's true this actually reminds me of the first time i went snowboarding i'm going down the hill Mm -hmm. and i am just eating it over and (laughs) over and over again i'm just like that would totally constantly me. falling like my buddy just like blazed down the hill like he'd gone like you know a hundred times before so i'm like I, I play basketball so like we weren't allowed to like to ski and snowboard during season right. and that's like the only time to do it Same. so i'm going down and finally this guy shoots by me goes like 50 yards past and it takes me like 10 minutes to get to him but he like sets up shop takes off his board and starts taking pictures of me as i'm like eating oh. it time after time so finally i get oh, to him no. And I'm like, you know, like, what the hell, dude? What are you doing? And he was literally taking pictures of the before and after snowboarding lesson pamphlet. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Did he sell you on snowboarding lessons? No. They were trying to sell other people, like, don't be like this, dude. (laughs) You need to stay upright. So I need to, like, find out if, like, Wildcat Mountain ever, like, put me on the pamphlet because, like, I feel like you should have gotten paid for that. I should have. But it, I, NCAA might have not let me play basketball, though. I might have ruined my eligibility. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know how it goes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they paid you at Florida State. But at, at Vassar College, that wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did some modeling in high school, and I got paid for that. But it, I think it's um, you're allowed to have a job. You're not allowed to get special benefits in the NCAA. But if you were doing work, if you were the one – you were, you know, the model for their photo shoot, you were doing work, then you should have gotten paid. That's fair. I think instead of doing work, I was getting worked. You were getting I was worked, getting for, worked sure. for sure. But <laughs> you could at least make some money off your, you know, unfortunate situation. As, as anyone who knows me can anyway. attest, I have a face for radio slash podcast. Yes, so, so, so my modeling career was, uh, you know, died in the crib. That died in the it. crib that for sure or dying on wildcat mountain <laughs> well i've never never been skiing or snowboarding because my job also does not permit but one day when i finally do i'm sure i could be the cover of some you should learn as no snowboard or ski so you don't look like this trick yeah i mean hey you know be. i mean we, we can all aspire to things like that so, colleen <laughs> yes i can't wait all right let's move on to the next one we got another another college runner i Mm -hmm. love coming out of the woodwork i really appreciate it so we got matt i think it's matt mckellian i think is how you pronounce it matt mckellian so he is a cross-country runner and captain of the track and field team at xavier so matt thank you for sending in your story so here you go so last summer i was on a solo wrong i was on a solo long run it was 80 plus degrees, so I didn't bring a shirt. All I had on was a pair of white shorts. I got about nine miles in when it began to rain. Not just rain, pouring thunderstorms. So I turned around at mile 10 and headed back. 
half of the way back was on dirt trails and I was, and I was uh, along on a busy road. Well, of course I picked up the pace and after a few miles, I fell in the mud. <laughs> My legs and back were covered in mud. I got to the road section and didn't realize that it looked like I pooped my pants. Also, my white shorts were 100% see-through at this point. So basically, I'm running along a busy road naked after pooping my pants. When I finished all 20 miserable miles, I checked my phone and got over 25 Snapchats of me running down the road. Then I checked Instagram, and two of my friends had put videos on their Instagram stories. My friends bringing up every chance they get. So yeah. That was my funniest, most embarrassing story. <laughs> the white split shorts was a poor decision, Matt. Yes. <laughs> mistakes were made. Mistakes. So many mistakes in this one. <laughs> oh, it happens for sure. I mean, <laughs> maybe he just didn't check the forecast before he went out for his 20-mile run. <laughs> There's, there's so many questions here. All right. So obviously he didn't check the forecast. Secondly, how long was he planning on running for? He makes it sound like at yeah. mile 10, he like made a spur of the moment decision to turn around. Like how long was he going yeah, he, for? He was like at 10 miles, it started pouring thunderstorm. So I turned around like he ran for 20 miles, first of all, which is a lot. And it seemed like he cut it short. Yeah. He's like, oh, you know, just, just a normal easy day. <laughs> 20 miles. Right. Um, I mean, I, I was never logging some miles in the summer. I mean, I was never get it, Matt. Yeah, exactly. I was never a college cross country runner, but I'm just going to assume that not many people are, are going more than 20 miles. I think that's a lot. 20 is a lot. This also <laughs> what makes this story, I think, is that it happened when it did. Like, if this happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago, like it doesn't yeah. get captured. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah. Someone might see it, and then the folklore and people talk about it. But no, no, they have photographic evidence. Yeah, exactly. So I love how the friends. First of all, I love how there were like so many friends, like ready and able to capture this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this must have been a small town too, right? Because so many people saw him running in his Sunday long ride or whatever, like down a normal, I guess, it says busy road, you know. Um, but yeah, it sounds like a small town thing again. Yeah. You also wonder if there was like a text chain that had been set up at some point, like you oh, the first sure. or second person, like all of a sudden texted everybody else. Like, yo. Yeah. Like he's running along highway 10, like going south. Go yeah. check it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause there's no way that everyone's looking out their window at exactly the precise moment when he's going by. I also love the fact that here is this dude who's obviously in not great shape. And, like, I love the fact that his friends were like, hey, does Matt need help? Nah, he just wants me to take his picture. We're all good. <laughs> yeah, like, he's not doing good. When, when I finished all 20 miserable miles, yeah, no one pulled over and said, hey, like, are you good? Like, no, they just took pictures. They had no idea that they were even taking his picture until he got home and saw all the Snapchats and Instagrams. <laughs> yeah that's exactly right and also like he's like running past his friends houses like yeah. nah should i go in there no no i'm gonna finish i'm gonna finish this yeah yeah, yeah you're a tough See, you, man you, you, you normally don't hear about like the dude wearing white and regretting it right you know that's it's usually true. it's usually the, it's usually the other gender's issue it's true. you know it's like like one of the so many reasons why guys you know, just this live like a life that like is just you don't see so that much many easier split choice for guys honestly that's true I don't think I. You're right. There aren't, there aren't that many of those. He was feeling them. He was feeling the fresh summer white. <laughs> for the for the short for twenty miler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna we're gonna move from this story to a related story. Yes. So my friend Susie sent in an audio clip just like Carrie. So we're gonna we're gonna pop this sucker in and thank you, Susie. So, what year is it? Twenty. 20- it was 2012, May. It was the BMO Vancouver Marathon, which I'm training for right now. There's like five weeks left. No, four weeks left to this bad boy. And I hadn't, I think my fastest marathon was like 3.20. And I had no idea how fast I was going to run. No coach. I just did my own thing. I never did any speed work, like nothing like that. I just like going, running, you know, it was just therapeutic. and just did my thing. And um, I lined up. Andrew, uh, 
he drove and brought me to the start line and and we line up in our corrals, corals, corrals, I don't know how you call them, whatever, in the things <laughs> where we thought that we would finish. And I can't remember what I said, maybe like around 3.15 or something like that. And, and we spotted a few people from our run club. And I pray to the running gods right now that this person is not listening to this, this episode as much as I love supporting Matt but just like please don't let this person listen but yeah Andrew and I were like just kind of fresh off the blocks like we were just starting to date and um so we're like kind of nervous and like cute around each other and like just like doo, 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 doo. and so we, <laughs> he drops me off in the corral and he's on the on kind of standing beside me and excited for me because I guess like you know he he wasn't really a runner he grew up playing soccer and so I'm standing there and, and we meet some people from my running group. I'm like, hey guys. And one of them was wearing a really tiny pair of red shorts. It was a guy. And I'm not sure if it was <laughs> adrenaline or the cold air or whatever it was. <laughs> but he was standing in attention in a way that was like how do you look away it was so awkward anyways so we had like there was a group of us standing there (laughs) we're all like nervously side looking at it like out of the corners of our eyes like oh yeah so um looks like the weather's gonna hold out yeah no it's gonna be a great day yeah what do you what are you shooting for (laughs) just like oh yeah what are you shooting for buddy (laughs) so funny it was like the elephant in the room, but it wasn't an elephant. Um, anyway, okay, Matt's probably going to kill me for submitting this. It's not going to put it on the podcast, but whatever. <laughs> Leave it to Susie to cross the line. Anyway, that was <laughs> that's my story. All right, so th- obviously this doesn't happen to many people in terms of like everybody involved. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, assume that this this is a we have a lot of poop stories. We don't have a lot of um, gentlemen excited stories here on the Rambling Runner Funny Story Podcast. What I love is that she was saying that her boyfriend, I think she said he's not a runner and like they had just started dating and right. Didn't didn't she say he's not a runner? Her, her, um, was it her boyfriend? Yeah. But also like that, this is, this is my question as well here is that what, what makes it weirder? Is if you knew the person that this was happening to, True. or if you didn't know oh, the I person think it's that way it was happening worse if to, you know them, because then it's like, yeah, every time you see them after that, you think about it. Yeah. If you don't know them, you can like point and like snicker with your friends and be like, ha ha ha. But when you know them, like you're the one talking to them, while everyone else is kind of like, ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, it's also harder to shun them. <laughs> at the starting line like if you know that if you Pretend don't know like you them don't know you can them. just you'd be like oh no i just have to like fix my watch yeah oh you know like oh where, where's where are the water stations <laughs> but, but yeah if you know them he's like you know you're staying there talking to them and you're stuck there and it's like awkward for everyone awkward for everyone I he also i thought it was funny though that if her boyfriend didn't wasn't into running that that would be like one of his first kind of like here meet my friends and then like he's kind of thinking like, is this a normal thing that happens like often to male runners as they're getting ready to start a race, you know? And he's thinking like, is this normal? And I don't, I don't know, Matt, is it normal? I don't think it's normal. You know what? I, I haven't compared notes with a lot of people on this one. Maybe I should. <laughs> In- Instagram poll coming Get your way. Get a poll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Poor Who choice of words there. Poor this. choice of words. Um, <laughs> So it's, it's um, I, I'm going to say no, but you know what? I can't, maybe some people, they, they literally and figuratively get excited for races. Maybe. You know what I mean? Maybe Their it's just like, yeah, man, excited. this is, yeah, but I am so ready. Like maybe yeah. for some people, that's how they know, you know, that, you know some people like they just know they're going to PR race. It's like, right. how did you know? It's like, dude, yeah. I knew. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh which is, which also know, brings though, up. I really want to know if he knew. Do you yes. think he knew? Exactly that. That brings up another point. Is that I feel like could he tell? I've never. I I can say. I guess 
I've never not known. I would like to think <laughs> that I've never not known. Right? I don't so think it's physically to possible to not know. Just casually, like, acting like NBD with his friends and, like, carrying on conversations, acting as if everything was not happening the way that it was happening. And do you think that was his game plan? Do you think he was like, oh, my God, this is happening. Like, I'm just going to pretend like it's not and just keep going on with my life and, like, hope that it goes away. Or was he just oblivious and just literally, like, nervous and just didn't even notice? <laughs> Or, or maybe it's, or maybe there's another reason. Maybe it was like, he was just there for the dates. Maybe this is like, you know, like road running Tinder. And it's like, oh my this, God. Would be, this would be like one of, one of several anchorman quotes. I, I use don't here. think that is a good strategy, my friend, whoever you are. Not a good Probably strategy. Not. Probably not. But it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like Ron Burgundy when he's in the, when he's in the newsroom and he's like, don't act like you're not impressed. Right, right. <laughs> Show them what they've got to look forward to. Exactly, exactly. You know, if you if you can't win the race, yeah, know, maybe bring something else to the table. <laughs> Girls are coming <laughs> up to him asking for his number. Yeah, we get, we we need, we think we need to follow up from Susie on how that worked out for him, especially if he's in her running group. I mean that that also presides. I want to know thing. if this is going to blow up their relationship. Like she submitted the story, right? So she's good with us talking about it, and here we are talking about it. What if she's never actually talked about it with her friend? And now, yeah, so now they're going to have to talk about, remember that? And it was super awkward, and we haven't done <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I think that would be, I think we might need to capture that in like, a, you know, an addendum version for, to this podcast. So like, please, please, please record the conversation. Susie, we want to yeah. follow up. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, <laughs> so you, do you want to read the next one? Yeah, sure. Um, this is from Sage... Eshelman. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, she says, hi, Matt and Colleen. I was training for the Surf City Half Marathon and had just starting started dating my now husband. We were at his parents' house, whom I had just met a week beforehand, and I went out for an easy eight-mile run. I had about two miles left to make it back to the house before nature began calling in that aggressive you need to find a bathroom now. Voice. No bathrooms around. Classic. Um, I was on a busy street, and I couldn't really pop a squat without possibly getting the cops called. Unfortunately, this was not an instance that I could hold it. Trust me. I did everything pos- every possible butt clinch you can imagine. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't happening, but crap was definitely happening in my shorts right there on the sidewalk (laughs) that's not the worst of it though i had to show up at my new boyfriend now husband's parents house with a load of crap in my pants i opened the front door and his parents were sitting on the couch i said um can you please send anthony out here and anthony came to the front door and here's how that conversation went me i need a towel him why me i shit my pants him wait you what me i shit my pants (laughs) him no you didn't let me see me turned around him holy shit (laughs) he brought me a towel walked me to the backyard and i hosed off in the grass like i did when i was five years old except for i was 26 This poop stories make me giggle so much, and this is such a good poop story. I can't believe she actually let it happen in the pants. Like, I've had some bad poop stories, but I've never actually let it rip in my shorts. Yeah, you really, you really have to have like no control at that point. <laughs> oh my god, dying so funny! Just what a way to meet the parents too. Like, people already think like long distance runners are kind of kooky, and um. This definitely doesn't help the stereotype when you're, you know, making a first impression on someone. Right. So, like, what are the what are the parents doing? Because obviously, she's like basically in the backyard at this point. They're they have definitely to looking part, out right? the window. They weren't... Right. Yeah, they got up <laughs> off the couch and they were like, "What's happening?" Right. Why is there? why is our son spraying down a naked girl in the backyard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, poor, poor Sage. Sage. I know, right? It's like I'm, I'm envisioning again Anchorman and Anchorman reference number two. I'm imagine, imagining like Paul Rudd <laughs> when they like after he puts on too much Sex Panther and they have like 
they're like spraying them down. They got like the brooms that yes. they have, like they're like soaping them up. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like just overdone it. Um, but when I was reading this, I was thinking about, I've had a couple like close call incidents with going to the bathroom or just like having to go in places that like are not really that hidden that like people driving down a road probably saw my butt, you know, like, but it was like, well, it's happening, like, whatever. <laughs> but I was thinking of one that recently happened to me last time we went to New York City, which is a really bad place to have to go to the bathroom in the middle of a run because there's no, like, we do a lot of our training, you know, high altitude in these, um, more desolate places where you're just like off in the woods somewhere, like on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere and you can pop off and go to the bathroom and, you know, no one's going to know the difference. And you, even if you, you know, if you bring toilet paper with you, even better, like no one's going to know. Well, in New York city, you can do that. And you go into a Starbucks and you have to have the code for the door and all that stuff. So it's just like, it's not an ideal place to need to go to the bathroom. But this one time, or this last time I was there for U.S. Champs, I ran outside the next morning early. Um, it was super early because we brought our puppy. Kevin and I have a puppy, and she's, at the time, she was, like, three months old. And um, so she wakes up at, like, 6 a.m. And so I brought her out, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go for my run. So I was running at, like, 6.30 or something. Or maybe it was even earlier than that. And anyway, so that I was running down from the Lower East Side down the bottom of Manhattan, and I like was gonna loop up and go up on like the West Side Highway bike path. And I got to um, like down on the bottom of Lower Manhattan, and I was like, oh no, like it's morning time. I had pretty much just taken pie out and then just like hit the door. I hadn't gone to the bathroom yet, and I was like, oh no, this is bad. But I I knew where the bathroom was. It was gonna be like almost three miles from where I was I knew there was a bathroom in Battery Park I was like I can make it I can make it so you know are you you know when the bathroom is coming and you're like it's almost there it's almost there and you're like your body prepares itself like you're you know how much time you have left and so it's like you're reaching <laughs> the climax of like having desperation and so like my body knew and so I'm getting close and I actually stopped like probably 100 meters from the bathroom and walked it in that's the desperate I was like I can't go any further I'm walking it in I'm walking it in I'm like I got this I got this put my hand on the door handle I was like no no (laughs) no and I so I went a little bit further I walked a little bit further and there was I knew there's another one like 200 meters from there and because I'm in Battery Park now so I'm like I know there's one over here that one also doesn't open until 7 a.m and at this point it was like 6 45 um I remember it said it opened at seven it was still before that so I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do so I jogged up a little like probably quarter of a mile up my side of the highway trying to like figure out what I'm gonna do and as soon as they started running again I was like no 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I just started like walking around aimlessly like trying to find a bathroom I ended up going to a really nice there's a nice hotel at the corner of the park it was like super nice hotel and I went and I asked the bellhop where the bathroom was and he showed me he was super nice. It was really cold. And he was like, why don't you just stop running and get some hot chocolate? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, ask me later. But where's the, ba- like, where's the bathroom? So I went and blew up the bathroom at this really nice hotel. <laughs> the bottom of the battery part. So I understand Sage's problem. I Like, we have all been there. It happens. Um, I'm just really glad that I didn't have to come back to my Airbnb with a load of crap in my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no kidding, right? I know Pi would have been like, oh, we can do that? We can do that inside? How come no one told me? exactly. (laughs) Pi would have had a field day. At that point in her life, she was still eating her own poop. So she, yeah, she's. <laughs> you went all for it. You're like, <laughs> all right, you brought, yeah, brought breakfast like, to go. Poop. I'm down. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I've had I've definitely had some desperate times. No, as well. you you bring up a good point though. Your body like, it, 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 pace pacing it for like a race is hard, right? You have to like learn how to pace, but right. your body knows how to pace a poop. Like the minute you're born, it's like yes. insane how well it times it. So like yes. you were there, you're like on the precipice and then the door is locked. 
And I'm like, like, I got this, I got this. And then what do you do? Like, I know, you got like a turtle head poking out at that point. You got to like suck it back in. Yes, prairie dogging, for sure. (laughs) I love your terminology. Like, I blew up the bathroom. Because like, did you you hear about the story like two months ago about this guy? He He was either Louisiana or South Carolina. He walked into a McDonald's okay, and he, he looks at the, the clerk and he's like, I'm uh-huh. about to blow up your bathroom. And he just wins into the bathroom and like, <laughs> but oh, no, they no. did. They actually called the cops on a bomb threat. So the cops come in oh and they like arrest him the minute he gets out of the bathroom. Like, what are you doing? They're like, they're arresting you for like, for threatening to blow up the McDonald's. And he's like, no, that's not what I meant. Oh my God. Oh my god, that's hilarious! That really yeah, that could have been you. It. Imagine if you had gotten arrested the day after you won U.S. Went champs that nice hotel, for, for that calling in a bomb threat on a fancy hotel. That'd have been horrible. The, actually, oh my god, I forgot the funniest part of that run was that you know how I said I have like three miles to go. When I started feeling like I had to go, it was only like ten minutes in my run, and I still had like two and a half or three miles to go until the bathroom that I thought I was gonna get. And, like, 10 minutes after that, when I'm, like, oh, I'm, like, getting worried, um, <laughs> some random girl was running, and she was, like, oh, my gosh, like, she recognized me. She's, like, coming quickly, like, can I take a picture with you? And so she, like, I stopped my run and, like, took a selfie with her and stuff. But part of me was, like, oh, thank God, because, like, I needed a little break to, like, you know, like, recollect myself. Oh, God. Well, that- <laughs> But she never knew. She never knew that I like had to go to the bathroom. Really well, those bad. are those points too, where like you have to like weigh the pros and cons to see if it if it's just like a really bad fart. Oh my god! Right. Oh god. No. Yeah. It's too. Risky. It's a definite risky proposition. I also knew it was. The That's right. Because it was like it was the morning. You can like put like it's like context clues. In the morning. Like, did I already go? Nope. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. I know. That's awesome. <laughs> But it was so funny. I'm like taking the selfie with this girl being like, oh my God, I have to poop so bad. I know, right? If she only knew. It's like caption caption contest. What no am idea. I thinking? Right. She had no clue. Colleen, this was so much fun. Thank you for coming on the show and doing this. I really appreciate it. That that was hilarious. What a great idea for a running story podcast. People always ask me, that's like a common question about like what's something crazy that's happened to you on a run? And I'm always just like, I don't know, like these people had legit hilarious. They did. Stories, I so. would say half of them were poop related. So we, yeah. we, couldn't, we couldn't have all of them. So we went with two. Um, again, right. I, I can't yeah. say this enough. If I didn't include your story, it's nothing personal. I had a lot of friends submit stories. I love you all, but we had to keep it to like an hour podcast. We couldn't, we couldn't have right. like. We could be telling all stories all day. day. So again, thanks for coming on. This yeah. was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. And thanks for. Colleen, thanks again for coming on the show. This was so much fun. Also, big shout out to MercuryMile.com and Megaton Coffee for always sponsoring the show, always being there. You know I appreciate those guys. Go to MercuryMile.com and MegatonCoffee.com to see what all the hype is about. I guarantee that you will not be disappointed. Thanks again to everyone who listens, shares the show, rates and reviews. I appreciate it more than you can know. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way you get the episodes as soon as they come out. Thanks again to everybody, and happy running.